Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, Reverend Ellen Campbell talked about how we can access the glory of God. I pray that you are blessed by this message and that your ears are open to hear what God has to say. Well, as uh, Janice said, um, I've been here almost from the beginning, so I kind of, you're probably like the family here tonight, right? I feel like it's the fam, right? It's a friendly audience. <laughs> and I, I believe that uh, Pastor John and Pastor Victoria, possibly Brother Russ and Pastor Maeve are watching, so maybe we could turn around and just give them a nice, hi, hi, Pastor John, just from behind waving as well. Yeah, he sent me a picture, picture of him on the beach. And I said, it's not a good idea for me to be jealous just before I have to get up and speak. <laughs> but, you know, you know what it's like when you have all had teenagers or been a teenager and, you know, the parents go, out, uh, go away for a while and then the parents come home and all of a sudden the kids are trying to get the place all back in order. So we just want to know, when exactly are you coming home? Like what day, what time? Just, we're just curious. Relax. <laughs> I can see Pastor Victoria packing already. <laughs> oh no, I can't take credit, but everybody here has taken really wonderful care of this church. And John, I want to honor you and Janice for this church. I remember the, the, the work meeting in the Park Place Manor. And look where we are. Look what God has done. Isn't it amazing? Yes. And I also want to just comment, um, Mario, Pastor Naveed, and Pastor Tom, while Pastor John's been away, they have given some amazing messages, and I have really been blessed. And I was teasing Tom last week, I said, I'm going to use some of your material. <laughs> it's actually, we both use the same material, it's out of the book here, it's out of the book. Um, I am blessed, but, and I, I'm not going to go into my whole testimony. A lot of you know it or have heard it because you've been at our conferences. Um, I, I also want to just mention, Helena, is it okay if Helena ministers with me tonight? Would you mind? We're going to team up a little later. Um, we've done that many times, and we love to minister together, and she really brings us into the presence of the Lord. And tonight, what I'm going to be talking about it's the fear of the Lord, but the holiness of God. And we are, gonna, we are gonna meet him here tonight, I promise you. So, just very briefly, I, um, I stand before you now, and I can tell you I have committed every sin possible. I've committed adultery, I've committed fornication, I've committed murder, I've had two abortions. I've stolen from God, really. I've broken every law. And yet God, by his grace, has turned everything around in my life. And the very thing the enemy tried to use to take me out, God is using it now to bless thousands of people, thousands of people. And I know and I stand here just by the mercy of God and his grace that I'm even alive. And I've been married three times, two abortions, ended up in the psych ward. My life was over. And you know what? Sometimes you have to get that low. You have to be that low to, to really say, okay, God, I give up. I can't do this anymore. And I surrender to him. And I feel like he just went, great. Now we can get to work. Now I can work. And he has moved in my life it's been 30 years, I started the agency 30 years ago in the basement of my house, never expecting it to grow. And you see, I want to encourage anybody here tonight too, I wasn't walking with the Lord when I started the agency, but he knew, he knew. And he has directed my path, it said, trust the Lord and with all your heart, soul, and mind, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all his ways, and he will direct your path. And that's what he's done through the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at tonight, and I know I, I'm asking to the, the members, the 
people in the church here that are spirit-filled Holy Ghost rollers. <laughs> I know there's a few of you here tonight. Um, there's also people that don't understand spirit-filled. Maybe people watching. I want to welcome everybody that's watching tonight too. So I'm going to be speaking to both, just so you know. I, sometimes I think we, we get so much into our Christianese and what we know, and sometimes people don't understand. So with your permission, I'm going to try to speak to both groups tonight. Matthew 6:33 says, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Jesus was just talking to the disciples about provision. He was talking about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field and, you know, how they shouldn't worry about anything. And that's why he said, seek ye first. And honestly, that's how I live my life. And I could sit down right now, that's my sermon. Because <laughs> really, if you do that, I promise you, it's a promise of God that he will fulfill your needs. He will take care of you. You don't have to worry, and I don't worry. I don't worry about anything. I am blessed. I have every need met. I'm, I'm, if the Lord took me home tonight, there's not one thing that's missing in my life. Family, friends, work, agency, ministry. He even gave me the cutest little dog, <laughs> Angel Bobby. He gives us the desires of our heart. Pastor John, don't give up. I want you to know that I have the mic right now. Dogs do go to heaven, right? They do. He doesn't think so. But if you, I think you better start believing it, because that might be the only place you get your dog. <laughs> I just think, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I have grade nine education. I, I shouldn't, I, I'm running this agency, and Helena's the president, Jessica's the chairperson, and Gail is our new employee. She's, on the, she's actually on the front desk, but she's also taking care of the women. And it gives me great comfort to have a woman that heads up deliverance and also is an intercessor on the front desk. <laughs> Nobody's getting past that desk. <laughs> she's praying and binding and loosening. <laughs> but you know, it's wonderful to have work with believers because we really do trust God. And you know, when COVID was so, during COVID, and a lot of the agencies were struggling and businesses, we had two of our best years. It was a half a million dollars we got, right, Helena? We didn't, and this past year, not quite as much, but we're believing, we don't worry. God's our provider, not the donors, not Chorus Entertainment, whatever it is that supply our need. You know, we have something that if it comes, it's an unbelievable blessing. But everything good isn't from God, so we're being very careful if we're going to allow it to happen. But if we do and it comes through, it's another miracle. The miracles in our agency, I only have, what, three hours, four hours tonight? How long? How long? Um, I could go on all night just with the miracles over the past 30 years, not just in the agency, but in my personal life. But it's just because I seek him first, and everything else is added. Now, there's some conditions there. You know, I mean, I, I tithe. Um, I love to give offerings. I love to bless. So, I mean, there's, there are conditions, but, but there's an ease. When you're in the will of God, there's an ease. It's not easy. It's not always easy, but there's an ease. We're, all, we're always fighting battles. But I want to encourage you. I think some people here tonight, maybe it's in business, whatever you're looking to do, just keep your eyes on him and trust him and obey. Obey. That's the other thing. Obey and be quick to obey. So I want to also speak tonight. I think um, I want us to think in terms of eternity. Sometimes our problems seem so big because it's right now in the present. But we have all of eternity. It says we're just like a mist. We're just, this isn't our home. We're just passing through. So I always try to keep everything. How serious is this in light of eternity? And usually it's not that serious. I like what um, Joyce Myers does. She has a can of hairspray. She goes, mist. 
That's it. There you go. There's Debbie. <laughs> There's Sandra. Psst. That's all we are. Missed. That's how quick it is. So keep everything in light of eternity. And that's what God wants us to do. He's, he's just waiting for us to come home and be with him. And I can't wait for that marriage supper of the Lamb. And I, one of the reasons I wanted to speak um, also about faith tonight and, and the Holy Spirit is we are in the end days. And I know most of you here understand that. We have a pastor that teaches us that about the end times. And um, I love pro prophecy. I love, I, I went and saw um, Hal Lindsey, you know, the late great planet Earth. I went to Israel with him. That really got me interested. And ever since then, I've been watching prophecy, and the prophecies are appearing right before our eyes, if you really know prophecy. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, 32, now learn the lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He was referring to Israel, as you probably all know. Israel was the kickoff. And once Israel regained its homeland in 1948, that's really the beginning of the end times. We've always had earthquakes, we've always had um, disease and pestilence and, and uh, volcanoes, all of that. But ever since Israel became a homeland, those things, if you realize, are increasing. And Jesus said, wars, rumors of wars, nation will rise up against nation and kingdoms against kingdom, famines and earthquakes in various places. These are the beginnings of the birth pangs. We are not in the tribulation. We're just in the birth pangs. And for you ladies that have a baby, you know what that's like. It's just starting to hurt a little bit, right? A little bit. But got a little way to go. And the Bible also talks about a one world government. Well, the World Economic Forum, they don't even try to hide it anymore. It's right on their website. They want to control the world. Um, a one world uh, religion. The Pope, he actually said that you don't need Jesus Christ now to go to heaven, that you just have to have a clear conscience. And he is now pulling together all the different faiths because it's the same God, according to him. That's your one world religion. The world is being set up for the Antichrist. Now, you know, the thing is too, God says don't be afraid, don't fear. All these things have to happen for him to come back. It's not a bad thing. And the fact that he would choose us to be in this generation, you all have an, a really important role to play. But we have to toughen up. Our faith has to be strong because it is gonna get tough. It's gonna get tougher for a while. And we know there's gonna be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And like Pastor Victoria said, and I believe this, the baby was already born here. The, the, we're already in revival. Right? We're already in revival. We've experienced the presence of God. We experience him. We, tonight, oh my goodness, I, I, I didn't want to get up off the floor. Think, sorry that I was the one that was speaking. <laughs> I could have just stayed down there. The presence of God is so rich here. So the baby's been born here. We have to take care of the baby, like Pastor Victoria said in her dream. So prophecy is not to scare you, but it's to prepare you. And everything is always said to the prophets first. But the accuracy of the Bible, a quarter of the Bible is prophecy. And every single prophetic word that's spoken has come true. That's how accurate this book is. That's why when we hear about the prophecies to come, take it seriously. Because they've all happened as, just as they said. How could Isaiah, 2,000 years before Jesus born, say where he'd be born, how he'd be born, when he'd be born, or, or, or that how he would die. Crucifixion hadn't even been invented yet, and yet he was able to say how he was gonna die. And to the day when Jesus rode in on the donkey. This book is accurate. The prophecies are true. So 
we, I think, our faith has to really get stronger. We have to really get, for me, and what I want to talk about is the Holy Spirit, because he's going he's to get you through all of this. And we're not to fear. It's going to happen, and I'm excited, and I'm not afraid. And God doesn't want us to be afraid, but there's a reason he, he told us. And it wasn't just Jesus. It was Ezekiel, it was Daniel, the book of Revelation. There's so much on prophecy. And right now, it's right before our eyes. So, what about this book? This is the other thing, that the accuracy of this Bible. The book has over 8,000 promises. 7,487 are being promises that made by God to humankind, and 40 promises to the believer. And every promise, according to King Solomon, he said, praise be to the Lord. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. These promises have all been fulfilled or are being fulfilled. And God is faithful. He's faithful in his blessings. He's faithful in his love. He's also faithful in his justice. And, you know, the Bible says, do not test the Lord your God. But there's one place in Malachi 3, he said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw out open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no room enough to store it. Well, I tested him, and he passed. He passed. Our storehouse, our warehouse, right, Helena? We, we, Jessica, we are out of space all the time. Anybody that's been to our place, Mary and Margaret and whoever else has been there, we're constantly running out of space. God is pouring out and pouring out his promises are true. How faithful does he have to be to you? What else, just ask yourself, what else do you, does he have to do to prove himself to you tonight? I mean, he gave us Jesus Christ that I thought was a really good start. <laughs> but what else does he have to do? Think about it. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I know the only reason that we're being blessed is we all have faith to be blessed. Every morning before I get out of bed, I decree and declare, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And he does. I decree and declare it. It says decree and declare a thing and it will be established. I'm not, that's the word of God. And angels hearken to the word of God. Are your angels employed? Are you keeping your angels busy? What are, the, what are they doing? What are you asking? What are you praying for? What are you speaking? Decree and declare. It's really important. And then the other part of this Bible, which is so critical, and for anybody that's not a believer that's listening tonight, this might be more for you. But Nicodemus, uh, Jesus said to Nicodemus, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Peter echoes this in 1 Peter, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. A good question is to say, am I really born again? Because you can say you believe Jesus died and rose again. You can say you believe Jesus is who he is. But even Satan believes that. You know, Satan is not a, um, an atheist, just so you know. He, he believes in God. He believes in Jesus. He knows. And he knows the word of God. And I'll tell you something else, and Je uh, Gail can really back this up. In deliverance, and Mario too, we've gone through this. When you speak the word of God into someone that you are trying to cast out a demon, it drives them crazy. Psalm 91, you speak it into their ear. It's the word of God is alive and real, and, it, and it, the devil hates it. But ask, and I, as I say, I know you're all believers here, and a lot of you are believers. I'm a believer. But, you know, even, it says even 
the elect can be deceived in the end times. We have to always be checking our heart. You know, are, how are we trusting Jesus? Are we just asking Jesus for stuff? Is he just a fire insurance? You can't just say to Jesus that I want you to come into my heart, but not obey him. You have to obey him. And the gift of, the gift of salvation is free. It says, for, for, by grace you're saved through faith not works, lest any man should boast. Well, if, if I had a, a beautiful present sitting over here on the, on the um, what do you call this? <laughs> Whatever this is, <laughs> the stage. <laughs> if it was a beautiful present sitting there, and I said to Jessica, Jessica, there's a present there for you. And she just looks at it, and she says, oh, that's nice. And she continues to look at it. I said, no, would you like it? She says, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm looking. But she doesn't come and take it. It's useless. And it's the same with Jesus. You, you can't just um, say that you believe. You have to ask him into your heart. It says you confess with your heart. You, you, you believe with your heart. You confess with your mouth that he is the Lord and Savior. And Lord, is he your Savior or your Lord, or is he both? You know, Lord is mentioned 7,000 times in the King James Bible. Savior is only 37 times. Is he your Lord? Check your heart. I check my heart all the time. Is he my Lord? Am I being obedient? And it says, repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. There's also repentance to keep your heart pure. God says, be holy, for I am holy. Who shall ascend to the high high hill, he that has clean hands, a pure heart, and a contrite spirit. That only comes from repentance. You have to be repentant. And I remember that part in the Bible that really affected me, and it really, I guess, made me do some serious business. That part in the Bible where Jesus said, if you have aught with your brother, leave your sacrifice at the altar and go make peace with your brother, then come back. Jesus doesn't want your praise. He doesn't want your adoration. He doesn't even want your prayers. If you are hating, if you have offense, if you're angry, you can't come to God with clean hands. He wants more than your sacrifice. He wants your obedience. And so this is something else, I think, that we have to prepare ourselves and constantly be looking at ourselves and examining our hearts because we do have to increase our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But if you're not obeying the word of God, God, you know, God leads. The, the, you look at our situation now in our schools. We took God out of the schools. We took the Ten Commandments and prayer out of the schools. Look at our schools. They're, you, you know, I remember when I was in school, the worst thing that happened was someone chased me with a snake. <laughs> um, now it's guns. Now it's bullying. People are, teenagers are dying and committing suicide. Look at our courts. Look at our government. Look at our churches. How many churches now preach the gospel? Less and less. There are, there are less and less churches, churches that are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus and talking about sin. A lot of churches, it's just seeker sensitive. Come and give me, tickle my ears. And that's what it said in the end times. They would be uh, wanting to tickle our ear, ears. You know, a scary place to be, I think, and this is what I am constantly aware of, is that you can, you, you can, um, your conscience can become hardened. And it says in the Bible that eventually God will just leave. He, the Holy Spirit will not strive with you forever. So you have to keep your heart pure. You have to keep your, your constantly examining your heart because that's really scary. In the Bible it says God sent them away and sent them away to their own sin. We can become deceived in the end times. And you know, when you think about it, even Satan 
Satan was in the glory of God. He was a worshiper of God. But he didn't fear God. There is a fear. There's a holy fear that I feel. And this is like uh, Brother Russ would say, this isn't a lovey-dovey message tonight. <laughs> it, it ends up good, okay? Just so you know. But, but I feel that we have to take a, a hard look at our hearts and prepare our hearts because we want to go into the presence of God and your only defense before God is your righteousness. When I stand before God, it's not going to be because I, you know, helped so many people. That's through the grace of God. But that's not going to, that's not going to get me into heaven. It's only the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's that all I want to do is please him. All I want to do is please him. Even tonight, with all due respect, I want to please him more than you. I just, he has to be first. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you put him first and you're obedient, he will do miracles in your life. I'm a walking miracle. I should not, with grade nine education and everything that I've gone through, be in the position I'm in. And the awards that I've got, it's like embarrassing. I'm bragging on him. And people say, well, you know, why would she get that award? They don't understand. It's just, he's giving me a kiss. He's just giving me a kiss, that's all. That's all it is. So I appreciate it, because we're partners. But I appreciate every award, but I know it's just him blessing me. And he wants to bless you. He's such a blessing God. That's all he wants to do. His heart is to bless. So now I want to talk about my favorite topic, the Holy Spirit. Oh, boy. Let's just hope I get through this. <laughs> um, they need a catcher. He's so real. But he's not an option. And, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time speaking tonight because we're going to get in the presence of the Lord. But he's not an option, and he's not an it, and he's not just an influence. He's a person. He feels. He grieves. You can make him happy. He, he's a person, so he, I'm sure he laughs. I never hear him. <laughs> Do, I don't know. Do you laugh? I don't know. He's going to tell me later. When I wanted to talk about him tonight, this is how, you see, because he just points you to Jesus. He doesn't point himself, to, he doesn't point to himself. So when I was trying to talk to him, and I talk to him like I'm talking to you, I guess it's prayer, but it's more just talking. And I was asking him, what can I say about you? And it was like he didn't want to talk about himself. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. He just wants to talk about Jesus. He just wants to take us to Jesus and to the Father. Um, Jesus said, verily, verily, and when Jesus says verily, verily, pay attention. That's important. He says, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, the new birth. That's when the Holy Spirit will come, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He comes to live inside of you. I mean, that just blows my mind that God is living inside of me. He's living inside of you. But I don't think we begin to call on him and let him work through us the way he can. It's, it's a huge surrender with the Holy Spirit. For him to work in your life, you have to surrender everything. You have to surrender even looking silly. I know sometimes I look like a fish flopping up here, <laughs> but I, honestly, I don't care. He knows I like it, <laughs> you know? That's me, and you don't have to do that. You don't have to fall down. You don't have to shake. I mean, Helena, nobody, she takes us right up into the glory. She shakes her head the odd time. I'm waiting for her to be out passed out on her keyboard, so drunk in the spirit that she's just, you know. <laughs> but she may never. But you can't tell me she doesn't feel the Holy Spirit or that he doesn't move through her, right? Same with every one of you. 
Sometimes I think you think, oh, well, she's got more of the Holy Spirit because she shakes. No, it's just he works differently with all of us, that's all. And he just, I think, knows I like it. <laughs> that's all I can undo. I don't know why he does it with me. I'm like a lightning rod, and it just seems like the more I'll tell you this too, the more you experience the Holy Spirit, whether it's through manifestation or anything, the more you want him. You can't have enough of him. He's so amazing. And the, the, um, the blood has to come first and then the spirit. So for instance, Jesus had to die that horrible death on the cross. And you had to accept the salvation of his blood mercy that comes from his blood, the cleansing that comes from his blood, before you can receive the spirit. You know, Jesus died on the cross, and then 50 days later, they had the day of Pentecost, and that's when the Holy Spirit showed up, and just, whoo, just with fire on everybody, and evidence of speaking in tongues, and the power of God, whoo, that's what you all have. You all have it. I have it, we all have it. But we kind of, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna take for us to really, because this is now when we're gonna really need it. This is when we're gonna to have to fight. This is when we're gonna to have to call in the souls. Jesus, Jesus, I think God's just holding back till he gets everybody, sa as many people saved as possible. You know, even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back. It's only the Father. And you know, the Old Testament is a, um, foreshadowing of the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, and I know Pastor John has mentioned this, but I'll, I'll say it just in case. In the Old Testament, when um, somebody was betrothed to some, a woman, they would get married, but they wouldn't get married right away. He would get permission. He would ask the bride's father. Then he would go back to his father's house. And his father, he would add a room onto his father's house. And when the room was ready, the father would say, now you can go get your bride. And that's exactly what's happening here. Jesus said, um, I go now to prepare a place for you. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Please don't quote me. Um, I go now to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. So he is now preparing your place. I'm, I, I don't think it's just a room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Helene and I have already figured out, mine will be the white mansion with all the dogs and the picket fence. She's the one with three grand pianos. <laughs> Whatever it is, I, you know, he, he's preparing a place. But even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back to get his bride. But we know it's soon. We know because they're giving us all the warnings, including Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 16 says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Assurance of our salvation, we are sealed. Don't ever worry if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're in obedience. And you have to do it perfectly. We're all gonna mess up, right? That's why we repent. Um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You, you, you're constantly repenting. But... You are saved, and you're sealed. And just like in the olden days, well, I think they even do it now maybe, uh, there would be a signet ring or something, and they would seal. You know, they do it in hot wax, and they'd seal it. The Holy Spirit sealed your salvation. You don't have to worry about it. It's done. It's done. What you want is to stay in obedience so that you stay close to the Lord because it's sin that separates you. You want to hear from the Holy Spirit? It's, the, it's only sin that will stop you from hearing from him. Going into the presence of God, it's sin. So keep your accounts, well they say keep your accounts short. I don't want any accounts. I don't want any accounts. When I go to bed at night, I have communion. I repent for the sins that I knew. Maybe I, you know, I thought something. Maybe it was some false pride. Maybe it was judging. I ask him and I say for anything. And I said, please forgive me. Wash me clean. Give me clean hands, a pure heart, and a contrite spirit. I do that every night because I don't want anything between me and him. And then I end it with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, um, I'm going to tell you later what he does. 
Uh, uh, that's to be I'll just so you pay attention now, right? <laughs> but in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was on loan. He, it was like with, did I say something wrong, John? <laughs> something I said? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody else is going to get up now for sure. <laughs> in the Old Testament, the, the, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit was on loan. So for instance, he would come on someone when they needed the power whether it was David or Moses, whatever it was. But he didn't stay. That's why David said, do not take my, thy spirit from me. But when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came and rested on him, Jesus is the only one in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit stayed. But then, after Jesus was crucified, as we said, and the day of Pentecost, then the Holy Spirit came and stayed. Like, he is there. He says, I will not leave you or forsake you. Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. He will not leave you. You might walk away from him. He won't leave you. And he will work. He will woo you. He will do whatever he can. He will convict you. He won't condemn you. But he will convict you. I'm really nervous if I don't hear him, hey, Ellen, <laughs> Maybe that was a little harsh or, you know, giving me a little rattle my chain every once in a while. I don't want to have a seared conscience. I want to be sensitive to him. God chastens those that he loves. So it's okay. And, um, and the first fruit of the Spirit is love. And you can observe the depths of someone's relationship with the Holy Spirit, the amount of love that's expressed in their life. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can't, you can get angry, but it can't stay. The Holy Spirit is love. All he wants to do is like Jesus. And I always say, I want to be more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, I want to be more like Jesus. More loving, more forgiving, more passion for souls. That's his job. It's his job. Even when I pray for someone or when you pray for someone, it's not your job to heal them. It's just your job to be obedient. He said, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Heal the blind. Raise the dead. Waiting for that one. <laughs> but it'll be coming. I'm telling you, we're getting into a time when miracles, and it's been prophesied over and over again, we are going to see such amazing signs and miracles and healings. It's coming. But have you made room for the Holy Spirit? Do you trust him 100%? It, it's total surrender. What you're feeling right now, what you're going through right now, does it glorify God? It always, we have to be glorifying God in our thoughts and our deeds. And that's the Holy Spirit. And there's one baptism, but there's a constant infilling. Now, the Holy Spirit, as we talked about, when you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit. But I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's where the power is. And every single one, I think most people here are baptized with the Holy Ghost. Tonight, if you want to be baptized, Mariel, there's your guy. <laughs> and Margaret. Because don't miss the chance. Now, uh, we're, some other things are going to happen, but this is your night to get filled. If you're not filled or to get filled up again, maybe you're down a court. <laughs> get refilled. Get constantly filled. It says be constantly filled. So I'm constantly asking the Holy Spirit to fill me up every morning, every night. And Paul makes it clear in Philippians 1.19 that the Spirit of Christ is our supplier. The rich supply is in the Father. He's your provider. The purchase price to make us eligible to receive these riches is in Christ. Jesus and the delivery of the supply is the prerogative of the Holy Spirit. I always thought it was the Father. But he listens to the Father. He knows the heart of the Father. So he knows. So the Holy Spirit is the one whom we have to relate concerning this earth and life on this earth. You know, God gave us two amazing gifts. He's given us so many, but two amazing gifts. He gave Jesus to the sinner, but he gave the Holy Spirit to the saint. He gave 
the Holy Spirit to us, to believers. And what a gift. I, I like what Pastor, uh, Brother Russ says. He, he won't even go to Tim Hortons without the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm like that too. I'm so close to him and he's constantly with me. And we are sealed with the Spirit, which means we enter into a, a dimension of, a, of, of authority when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So back to my, what I do at night. This was such, this hopefully um, will explain just how real he is and just how faithful he is. But when my last husband, and I do mean my last husband, <laughs> I'm decreeing it, um, left me. And as a lot of you know, he left me the day my mother died for another woman. And I was devastated, absolutely devastated. And I'd done so much healing, and then this happened again. But um, it was at the same time, do you remember when we had that blackout a couple, oh, how many years ago is that? A long time ago. Yeah, it was husband number three, so that would be... <laughs> really? How do you know that? Oh, okay. 2011. Anyways, I was in my home in Mount Albert, and I was hurting so much, and I was afraid. I am not good alone. Like, our house is like Fort Knox. Jessica shares the house with me. It's like Fort Knox. We have cameras. <laughs> we have a bolt. We have a big guard dog, a multi-poo. <laughs> but I think because of my experience of being, uh, when I was younger, being uh, stalked, it's, it's always there that there's someone out there looking at me. And I have to break that off in the name of Jesus. I just, sorry, I'm, I'm breaking that off right now. But I was in this house, and I was, it was dark, and I was alone, and I never felt so scared and alone and unhappy in my life. And I remember, I can even remember the couch. I remember because it it's green, and I don't usually have a green couch. <laughs> um, and I remember lying on the couch, and I remember saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need you so much. I need you so much. In church, when I'm in church, your manifest presence shows up. But I, I need you tonight, and I need your manifest presence. Well, here he goes. <laughs> He's doing it now. I need your manifest presence. And he started to shake me right there on the couch. It started in my hands and then my whole body. And it was like him saying, I'm here, Ellen. I've got you. I got you. And his presence was so real. And he knew that I needed that, that that's what I needed. You may not need it. I did. And it never stopped. So every night when I go to bed, the last thing I do after my communion, after everything, I talk to the Holy Spirit. And I say, fill me up. Fill me up. And he shakes me. And he fills me up. And in the morning, I don't get out of bed till I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I need you to fill me up. And he fills me up. It, it's, it's just probably because he knows I like it. I need it. I love him. He loves me. We are a family. <laughs> I just made that up. Um, but, but that's how real he is. Now, you don't, as I say, you don't have to feel that or see it or do it the same way. But he's just as real in you as he is in me. I believe that he fills me up so I can release it. And I don't know what it is I'm releasing, but it's probably whatever you need. That's all that I, I know that I know that I know. So the last thing that I really want to talk about before I call up Helena, because we're going to... I've got, I'm doing okay here, Helena. Um, it's the fear of the Lord. Because that also is what I feel our church, not saying this church, but the church in general, but I think we can be guilty of it here, is that there's a fear of God that's not you're afraid of him, 
But there's such a reverence and there's such a holiness that you can't even stand. If Jesus was standing here right now, you'd all be flat on your face. Well, we have the third person of the Holy of God here right now. He's here. I felt angels. I, can, I don't see them, but I feel them. It's like a breeze. I don't know if you felt them, Jessica. But I felt them. Did, they were singing to I, I could feel them. They're here. Angels are here. Some people see them. I don't see them, but I feel them, and I felt the breeze. And he's here. His presence is so, so sick. Because when you, when you talk about him, he shows up. When you invite him. That's why we sing for an hour. It's to welcome you. It says, worship to the, uh, what is it? Uh, praise till the worship comes. Worship till the glory comes. And the glory came tonight. And I just wish we could have stayed in it, but I had to get up and talk. <laughs> Leviticus 10.3 says, Moses then said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke of when he said, among those who approach me, I will be proved holy. In the sight of all people, I will be honored. When we go before the Lord in prayer and in worship, we have to go with clean hands. That's why repentance is so important. And you have to fear him with a holy reverence. Psalm 89.6, For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? Even in the heavens, with all the heavenly beings, there's no one like him. And they're praising and worshiping hour after hour, all day. If you don't like worship here for an hour, you're not going to like heaven. I guess that's going to be a lot of worship. And Psalm 89, 7, in the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. And King Solomon, who had it all, who said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. He said, he finished the book of Ecclesiastics by 12, 13 by saying, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. The fear of God is not a fear of him. It's just a reverence. When we fear him, all we want is his heart. Is that what you want? Ask yourself tonight. If not, confess and, and, and say, I just want your heart, God. At night, when I really can get into the presence of the Lord with the Holy Spirit, he takes me into that place. I almost can feel the Lord's heart. I feel sometimes I'll just start to weep. And I'll, I'll sometimes I'll say, what's your heart tonight, Father? You see, we, we go and we ask and we ask, but do you ever say, how are you doing? What's on your heart? What are you feeling? Can you imagine what he has to look at down here? He's a God of love. What we've done to this world, the human trap, this is stuff that I hear about at my agency. We've buried 13 babies that have been thrown in the garbage. Some of you know that. We bury them. We give them a name. We've got a funeral, a beautiful garden plot down at Elga Mill Cemetery. Just thrown in the garbage. What is happening with this world? In, in, in now in the States, they can abort a baby after birth. Up to 72 hours, they can kill the baby. This is evil. And this is what God has to look at. My heart breaks for him. Because he loves us so much. And he gave us a beautiful world. And we we're messing it up so much. But he knew we would. And he made a way for us. He made a way. But he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And you're not looking for manifestations. Signs and wonders follow. You're looking for a person. And what is the outward sign that you fear God? You obey him instantly. You don't hesitate. When someone says, yeah, God's been working on my heart about that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you work on it right away. When God speaks to you, be obedient. I've had him, somebody came up and gave me money in the church one day. This was a while ago. Over $300. I'm going, whoa, this is great. Thanks, God. And then I heard him say, give it to so-and-so over there. 
know, stand thee behind me, Satan, maybe? <laughs> no, I knew it was him, and I gave it to him. But God blesses me. I don't ever worry about it. I'm more worried about being disobedient. And even if I missed it and gave that money away, he knows my heart. He always looks at the heart. He's always just looking at your heart. It isn't for what you can get from him. It's what you can give him. It's what you can give him. So what brings in the presence of God into a room is the holy fear of God. It's the holiness. And I really feel so strongly, Helena's going to come up. She's going to worship. I want you to just stay in your seats and be still. She's going to take us through. You can come up, Helena. She can, she's going to maybe take us through some prayer, whatever, however the Holy Spirit leads her of repentance. And then she's going to worship, and we're going to worship. And you, you, can, you don't have to sing. You can just repent, make your peace with God. Cleanse your heart. Whatever it is you need to do tonight, I have some work to do with God. We all do. And then I said to Helena, after she finishes, I felt this many times, but I feel that we're always worshiping, praising. That's all good. But I feel like, be still and know that I am God. I feel like I want us to just be still. After the worship and the holiness, I just, I, and it doesn't mean when we're being still that you're praying. You're, you're waiting on God. And it's going to feel strange to be so still and so quiet. And we won't do it for a long time. But let the Lord speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Because the presence of God is here and he wants to minister to each and every one of us. Also, the people online, thank you, John. This is for you as well, wherever you are in your home, wherever you are. This is for you as well. This is just to enter the presence of God, to enter the presence of His holiness. And then also be still. Shut off the TV. Shut off everything that you can. Be still and let God speak to you. Let Him speak. Surprise! 
God was really moving in this place, and we want you to experience all that He has for you. Make sure to visit us in person. Check out www.tgpoa.com for more information on how to find us. We hope to see you here soon.